Hello, everyone, and welcome to Steamed Hams, but it's the Ringo Zone. Ha, 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 I get it. I don't. You don't, you don't, you know, don't know Steamed, steamed Hams? Hams I don't know Steamed Hams. Like, I don't follow memes, but even I know about this one. All right, fuck me, I guess. Yeah, fuck you. So, hi, I'm Max. I'm Kayla. I'm Gerber. And I need to say something here. Because uh, it's been a couple episodes since I was on, and uh, the last episode I heard, um, there was a claim made that I need to refute where Kayla said that I hate her because I think she's trying to replace me. Kayla, you remember saying no, that, No, I didn't right? say that you hated me, if I remember correctly. I, I think you did. No, I think Gerber claimed that I hated you because I was oh. trying to replace you, and I said that I wasn't trying to replace you, and then I didn't Okay, Okay, you. so Gerber said that I hate Kayla because she's trying yeah, to replace no. me, and I, I just want to confirm now, that's totally untrue. I did get Kayla's stuff, Miss Present. It was very nice. I appreciate the note saying she wasn't trying to replace me. I've seen that. The reason I hate Kayla is because she's a woman and I'm a sexist. So there, now it's all out there. Okay? Those are the facts. In case there was any doubt. Just want to get the record straight on that one. We have aired our dirty, sexist, misogynist laundry. Speaking of you being sexist, uh, the episode that we're reviewing is I Am My Mom. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked Steven until he revealed he was a woman. Now I hate him. Yeah, and then you stopped watching Steven Universe. Oh, no. That... That that joke accidentally is transphobic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. We are a trans-positive podcast, just anti-women, I guess. Yeah, fuck you, you woman. All right, we're doing I Am My Mom, uh, yes. which takes place directly after Are You My Dad. And Immediately. I, I don't know, I'm I'm pretty done hearing Aquamarine say my dad. It was pretty my funny. Dad. Are we done with Aquamarine saying my dad? I'm really done. I mean, I, I mean context-wise, are we done hearing her say it? Yes. Yes. I'd I'd be I'd be fine if we never see Aquamarine again, personally. Oh, me too. Yeah, she's, yeah I'm sure we will. We've had enough Aquamarine for the rest of the series. Now, 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 Topaz. Yeah, on the other Top- hand, we will see her again. We better see Topaz again, or I will fucking riot. Well, Topaz has like redemptive qualities. Uh, Aquamarine does not. So Aquamarine's, yeah. a, Aquamarine's a designated hate sink, you know. Like, well, I mean, literally until Peridot had her little talk with Yellow Diamond in the hologram. Well, no, I think a couple episodes before that, Peridot yeah. didn't really have well, any redemptive qualities. No, but we... She did not. She was kind of but, a racist. No, but at that point in the story, there was room for a character to have a long, long redemption arc. I don't think at this point we have the physical time, or desire for that matter, to have Aquamarine have a redemption arc. The final season now? Yeah, uh, Topaz, on the other hand... Is it? Are we actually in the final season? I can't keep track. Unless something gets announced otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's just so hard for me to keep track of these fucking seasons because of all the goddamn bombs and, like, the the lack of organized release schedule. I don't know what the hell is going on. But, anyway... What I was trying to say about Topaz, I think likely if we see if we see Topaz and Aquamarine again, we will see them near the series finale, and Topaz and Topaz will join uh, the Off Colors uh, in like a, a little bit of rebellion against uh, Aquamarine. That that would be neat, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves here because like that's a conversation to at least have next episode. Yeah. Let's talk about this episode. Okay. This episode. All right, good, good point. We were talking about how last episode that Steven Universe is really, really good about kind Making of like... Making world feel lived in. Well, no, not, not that. Like, um, kind of like I would adding, know, because you guys ain't released that yet, so I ain't heard I know, it yet. But what I... Can I finish my sentence? <laughs> yes. Maybe. I know I'm a woman, but Jesus, come on. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
anyway, um, that Steven Universe is really good at like cushioning its emotional heft with really well-written humor. And yeah. at the end of the last episode, we were talking about how it was an entire episode up until like the last four minutes of really, really well-written humor. And then it just kind of like spiraled down into, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, Fucksburg. Oh, Fucksburg. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning of this episode, we are still right in the middle of that with Steven, like running to the gems and explaining what's happening. But we get the one little line, the one little bit of humor in the episode that belongs at the beginning of an episode like this, which is maybe my friends are getting kidnapped because my friends are the best. And it's just like, <laughs> that's, that's so wholesome and so reminiscent of like season one or season two, Steven. And it's very good that we got just that little moment of, ah, and then it's on to like the horror and <laughs> the kidnapping and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right before all the, ah! Okay, but here's my thing. I think that hypothesis is easily disproven because they've pre-character development Lars in that mess. So, yeah. yeah. So his friends are not the best because oh. one rotten apple spoils the batch. Well, Steven doesn't think though, that. A lot of other people might think that. But Steven, Steven doesn't that. think that. But yeah. Steven has a subjective you know, you mind. You know what I think kind of the big like implication that I've realized from this episode for like the series for the series finale mm. is Steven is definitely not going to win through action and violence no. because this here no but like here's kind of a thing I think that proves it which I don't think we've ever really touched on when she uses her fucking syndrome wand <laughs> it's not just the humans it's also like freezing entire Alexandra yeah, no, and like 10,000 people really no problem okay. and that wand is so broken and completely outclasses them but that's the thing like I think the last time we saw Alexandrite. She was like fighting Malachite and not particularly winning either. It was only until so she pulled the, out her Power Rangers super final laser attack that did. Yeah, Malachite no, that's, in. The, that's just the thing. Like we've seen the upper limits of what Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl can do, and even like if Steven got in on there, I don't know if it'd necessarily be like a significant increase if they formed Temple Gem, like. Because it's like... I want to see but, my so Tengen and Logon. Yeah, so that's the thing. We've seen, like, one fusion can be a Jasper, but then, like, anything else happens, and it's kind of not working. So, yeah, we mentioned in the last episode, well, Dylan mentioned it, that, like, if these gems wanted to invade Earth at this point in time, nothing really would stop, be able to stop them. Like, they're the two most, like, overpowered gems we've seen so far that aren't diamonds. Um, anyway, so we get yet another insight that Rebecca Sugar is a fucking weeb because of the faces that she chooses to use with Aquamarine, well, the JoJo faces. Well, not Rebecca Sugar, but the entire Crooniverse. Yeah, but yes. you know, Rebecca has well, to, like, you know, approve all of this stuff. I mean, she does. Every shitty anime reference must go through Rebecca. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> she's not saying no, that's true. Yeah, no, she's not saying no is my point. We mentioned Alexandrite. It's really cool to see Alexandrite again. again. Um, even though and I like the, the the tattered shirt detail on her uh, body that comes from Amatrine, or not Amatrine, Amethyst. Amatrine. Wow, Amethyst. I actually didn't. I actually didn't realize that Alexandrite had a slightly different look because of Amethyst. I didn't notice that either. Yeah. That's really cool. So you can notice that, but you can't get a character's name right, Gerber. I mean, I'm 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 not a perfect person. I never I'm meant to do these things. Per- I, I was trying it. to. Damn it. <laughs> I never meant to do these things to you. Uh, sung by Steven, though. 
That's basically his whole deal. Like the end of the episode, he's just like, "I never meant he's to just... do these things to you." And the you picked the worst fucking time, Stephen. Yeah, he. Yeah, literally though, like you picked the worst time to sing kind of a boring song. <laughs> it at is Connie, a boring song. Yeah, Connie, no, in, in the m- middle middle of the battle, then you were so racked with emotion that she had to save your ass. Like, <laughs> I want to talk about Lars's biggest failure in the entire series. Yes, existing. No. <laughs> hey, send all your hate mail to Gerber. Uh, I think in this moment, <laughs> Lars probably gets as much like a similar brand of hate as a uh, Shinju. Shinji uh, from like from Evangelion. Evangelion, okay. From Zan Koku show, yeah, where, yes. Where where it's just kind of like, okay, well, if you were in that situation. How would you respond? I'd fucking break my hand on her meaty fist. That's what? how. What? Oh. I mean, like, let her go and just smash my finger bones. Because <laughs> I'm a well, goddamn in, idiot. in a perfect world, right? And and from the outside, you can be like, of course I wouldn't have let go of Sadie's hand and run to hide or whatever. But if you're, like, Lars, who's a troubled 19-some-odd boy who's just been abducted by aliens in a truly horrific manner. Like, you you get, like, absorbed, trapped, partially. You get forced to relive, like, the most hated episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. You get light-vored by an alien yeah, creature. Yeah, exactly. Like, body-vored. Like, it's... I can't really blame him. Like, yes, yes, as, as a viewer watching the development of a character, I am disappointed in Lars for being a little bitch and running and hiding and like looking Sadie in the eyes and then deciding that he didn't have it in him to try and Gee, save I'm her. Out. Yeah, exactly. And, and especially because that's the last he will see of her. Yeah. For as far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Yeah, as far as the show has progressed, they have not seen each other. Yeah. Um so as as a viewer watching a character, I'm extremely disappointed in him. But mm. I kind of don't hold it against him. Um and he, you know, he takes it to heart. Because in the whole arc, that couldn't have happened if he didn't bitch out. Uh, he yeah. totally 100% learns from that and is racked by guilt and uh, is like well on his way to a true redemption arc. So I, you know, it, I don't mind it really. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, like I said, if I were in that situation, I would try something, but it would not be effective. Yeah. So like, kudos to Lars for acknowledging his limits. Because I would just be too damn obstinate not to. Like, I am not saying that the course of action I would take is one that anyone should take. It's just the and one he, I he would. Also saw, <laughs> he also saw Topaz manhandle Garnet. Here's the general general life guide. If Max would do it, don't. <laughs> if okay? Max would, don't. That's just... Can we get that on a shirt? If Max would, Yeah, let's add that don't. to the shirt. Just don't do anything I would do. But, I mean, it's still just like... I'm just saying, man, you could have made, like, a token gesture or, like... You could at least pretended you were going off to find a way to be useful. Yeah, you could have just been like, I'm going to well, go find Lars, a weapon. Lars also oh, weighs like a buck ten. You know, like, <laughs> like physically, would he have even been able to do anything? I mean, if he could have found like another fucking wand of aquamarines, totally. And they have destabilizers downstairs, but I guess you can really... Well, Lars couldn't have He doesn't that. know what they are. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, find something that looks like it can hurt someone and yeah. try it. Yeah, but... Like, the best case scenario not, is that no, you're, you're right. Not, the thing is, you're not wrong. 
but that's not in Larzu's nature, and that mm-hmm. that would not. I, I know it's not, but fuck. No, that I know, guy. I know. It's but the thing is, is that again, as a viewer watching a character, you're like, ah, oh, God, come on, Lars. But <laughs> no, no, you're yeah. totally right. But that's just the thing is like. There is a limit to how much of this you're willing to forgive, and Lars does cross yeah, the line I think, somewhere. I don't think that was an accident. I think that it's like really purposeful that. Oh, it's almost certainly did, not like, the most disappointing thing he could possibly do, and oh, have, yeah. like the worst failure as a character and as a friend to Sadie, and then after that he immediately fucking dies <laughs> in order to be reborn and like start his redemption arc. So like I I do I do think. That this was the time for him to just, just be like... It's okay, it's okay, because we know he's going to be Pink Space Jesus. This was definitely, like, the point for him to be the most cowardly version of himself. Because, he, like, from there he can only go up. True. Alright, uh, good stuff. That was... <laughs> yeah. That was a good, healthy, uh, Lars... Lars... Larsoscopy. I don't think I, I want to go through one of those, whatever that is. That sounds dire. That sounds that sounds like the third act like final guest surgery in a house episode. Lars kind of got a like Larsectomy a little bit. Uh, Larsoscopy sounds like the last resort you use when you cannot beat this cancer. That's because Lars is cancer, but now he's not. Like that's it sounds like exactly. the type of like surgery you'd have to like sign a waiver and your family's like sitting there worried. Oh sick. my god, it was it was a and there's a like a three percent chance of survival. Not, yeah. <laughs> Let's not, like, get too into it. Kayla, you can't control what causes us to go off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I can, That's what makes it going off the rails. No, watch, watch like, you, no, no, here's the thing. You can retroactively edit it, but in real time, you can't direct no, the yes, flow of conversation. Yes, watch this, watch this. Okay. Watch what? Would you guys give Onion a 10 on that dive that he took out of the out of the ship? More than a 7.5, but not necessarily an 8. See, I'd say, I know, he, I'd did, say a, he a did a really 5. clean flip, and the splash was pretty small. I mean, he, he, did, he did one clean flip. I'm just saying, could we gotten two, maybe three? That That's all. That's oh, all. Well, he's also like five. True. If, if, we, if we grade on a curve, it's definitely a 10. Yes. But I, I do appreciate that uh, Onion was the first one to just be like, fucking peace, I'm out. <laughs> Onion, Onion has done some shit, man. He's, yeah, uh, he's, he's fucking... Like, a high dive is like baby steps for him. Like, uh, what day is it? Yeah, this is fine. Um, I, I have one more note that I want to talk about before we get into final thoughts. Um, so the, the big contentious issue that Connie will later have with Steven is that Steven chose to, like, leave by himself in an effort to save them, but he basically, like, abandoned his friends in a self-sacrifice moment. And I haven't rewatched this episode since, uh, you know, we just watched it now, since seeing the new arc. So. Of course, I was relating more to Connie because the thing that I just remembered was like, oh, yeah, Steven was kind of like, um, yeah, you know, this is for the best. Bye, y'all. And didn't, you know, consult any of them or anything yeah. like that. So I was like, yeah, you know, I would feel betrayed, too. Kind of like Connie feels betrayed. But Steven was really up against a wall. Like, upon revisiting it, like, Aquamarine is really, really OP and had Alexandrite and the rest of the crew frozen. And she had threatened to kill them. I am am with you. I'm going to reserve my own further comment for when we get to that episode. Okay. Um, That's in a while from now. I know. Okay. 
Uh, stay tuned, listeners, for Max's thoughts. In for, 10 months. In, yeah, basically. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, God, it is. Dragon Ball Max. <laughs> How is that not one of them? Dragon Ball, Dragon Max? Ball Max? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good name for right? a show. Yeah. Right? Hey, hey, what studio does Dragon Ball? Uh, Toei. Yeah. Hey, hey, Toei, fucking, why aren't you paying me? <laughs> well, I mean, for one, you don't work for them. Me at everything why aren't you paying me <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i don't know if you want to work for telly right now because the fucking tournament the universe survival arc has been dragging its ass like come on people you're not even adapting have... a manga anymore you can put proper pacing into this story have... why are we still going at the horrible toriyama pace i have technically been paid by funimation before what Technically, congrats. Deets? Uh, no, it's not as interesting as it sounds. It. Uh, I want to hear it anyway. It's. It's because where I work is like two minutes from the Funimation Studio, and I deliver food to them, and so they've tipped me before. Noise. So I've been paid by voice actors and voice actresses who work on shows like fucking My Hero. So that's cool. Have you ever been paid by Chris Sabat? Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, he opened the door for me once. Nice. <laughs> Oh, I love that story. Yeah, it was, yeah. I think you really, really stretched our trust there. No, with I'm that. not kidding. I am right fucking next to Funimation Studios. No, no, I mean our trust, because you were delivering something, and you were like, I've been paid by Funimation. Yes. To be fair, he said, he said it was a nothing thing. I asked him yeah. to tell us. Yeah, but spite. I said it's not as interesting as it led, sounds. It was a leading way of No, it was. It. <laughs> I, I did that on purpose. Kayla. I see, so you were a shithead on purpose. Yes! I've <laughs> always been a shithead on purpose. All right, final thoughts, Gerber, go. Ah, God, okay. Um, I uh, yeah, This episode, yeah, this episode was, um, Kind of depressing the first time watching it. Like like I said, everything on rewatching isn't really surprising. But this episode just kind of it just kind of bums you out. It's like it, it it's Stephen. Like on one hand, we want Stephen to like oh we want him to make the a big adult decisions. We want him to be like a real person who takes control of his life. But when it leads to him giving himself up as like a prisoner of war to like a race of like god being aliens, it's just like. Oh no, this is not gonna end well. It obviously feels natural because that's one thing I think the Kurniverse is particularly good at is making events that are happening feel like they are the natural, the, the logical end result of what's happened before. And it's just, I don't know, like it's just kind of, it's just, you know, it's gonna happen and you know what's gonna happen, obviously, on rewatch, but it's just kind of depressing seeing like. Steven, who's this pinnacle of, like, hope and good feelings to just be like, no, I'm going to go face my mother, I'm gonna fucking face the sins of my mother, uh, to these, like, god queens. I mean, good episode, but those are my final thoughts. Okay. Um. Me? Yeah, you. Alright, um, my final thought, the the last line of the episode was Steven, ostensibly to everybody, but specifically replying to Connie saying, like, don't go or don't do this or think about this or whatever it is that she says. He says, I love you. I want everyone oh, yeah, to know. We were talking about that. I want everyone to know <laughs> that he told Peridot that he loved her first. Oh, Just, I'm, you doity shipper. I have roped Dylan into Steve-a-dot. I will oh, rope the God. rest of you into Steve-a-dot. You can't rope me, woman. <laughs> Or the listeners, whatever. I don't care. Steve Adot is a good ship. 
So my final thought. Honestly, I don't have any final thoughts about this episode. I just like to take a minute to relay an important message. Yes. Oh God. No, no. This is this is serious. This is important. Oh. Like I'm I'm not fucking around here. Oh. Okay. Okay. There's like this. There's this thing going around right now with like people eating Tide Pods. Oh God. Oh, okay. Don't do that. Yeah, don't, guys. It's, you were very specifically supposed not... Like, I know we've all been joking, ah, ha, ha, they're like, oh, well, they look like candy. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the first one I held on, I was totally like, part of me wants to put this in my mouth, but I know that's a terrible idea. Like, it's instinctual, I get it, but the thing you gotta remember, guys, these are for washing your clothes, they are not for ingestion, and they will kill you. So please, from all of us at the Ringo Zone, if you're gonna do one thing to ruin your life, listen to this podcast, but do not eat Tide Pods. I can boil down Max's, like, message into four words. Don't fucking eat soap. Not the payoff is nothing? Don't fuck- I mean- Okay, yes. Ha <laughs> ha! If you eat soap, the payoff is nothing. Yeah, exactly. Alright, thank you for listening. We love Bye. you. Bye! Don't eat Tide Pods. <laughs>